Thanks for downloading this podcast from Brum Radio. For more programs, search our podcast page at brumradio.com. In the heart of Birmingham, one team to bring you your week in geek. It's the Geeky Brummy Show every Saturday, 12 till 1 on Brum Radio. Hi all, it's me, Ryan Parrish, here with the Geeky Brummy Show on Saturdays, 12 till 1 on Brum Radio, of course. Uh, with me this week, I have the wonderful George. Hi. We have producer Guy and Sean running the deck and making sure everything's going usual amount of craziness bonjour bonjour and I'm back from my one week of craziness and why is the bill playing guy why isn't the bill playing <laughs> I've given you that theme tune Ryan because that is an astonishing three minutes of music it I never knew it was that good it, it is an awesome 90s remix I would say of the original one because this was the final one when, was this no I don't think it was the final one that came out was this the 90s one or I think it might have been the 80s one I Ooh. sent it to George in the week I think literally yeah, mine it's before. amazing it yeah. <laughs> <So, laughs> really was Right, anyway. <laughs> yes. So, anyway, this week we're going to be chatting to George and a few people that she bumped into at MCM London a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, two new features. One is Why It's Rubbish. Yeah. And we have a spin off of Pound Shop Cosplay, which Guy has come up with. What the is that? What is <laughs> I have not seen this item. Nervous. Everybody yeah. else in the studio has seen this item, and I feel very weirded out by the fact that I haven't seen it yet. Again, minds will be blown. <laughs> yeah, and we have the usual craziness of geeky goings on as well on what's coming up in the local area. Hi, this is Aaron Gray from Buck Rogers in the 25th century, and you're listening to Brum Radio. And we're back. Right, so, uh, yep, so we're going to have a bit of a comedy brief now from George, yep. who went down to MCM London two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. It seems like a long time ago yeah, now. Yeah, it feels like forever ago now, because yeah. you had your sidekick takeover last week with Keith, who's unfortunately not able to be in today. Yeah. Uh, wishing him a good holiday. Yeah, we've reluctantly let you back in the studio this yes. week. <laughs> well, I, I think secretly you did such a bad job last week you fired him. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Keith will be returning hopefully next week. And yes, much love. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So yeah. Yeah, usual me. Bah, never mind. That's a little bit of scatman yeah. gone. Scatman, scatman, scatman. Anyway, George, MCM London. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, explain for people who've never been to an uh, event like this what yeah. happens there. So, MCM London is, I believe, currently the UK's largest uh, Comic Con event. Um, mm-hmm. It's not quite at the scale of the American Cons, but it's getting no. there. It's, which is it's pretty, pretty cool. hefty event. There's usually 130,000 through the doors over the weekend. It's yeah. uh, a three day convention. Uh, yeah. So, you've got cosplay, you've got uh, panels going on, comics, yeah. uh, merchandise, collectibles. Mm-hmm. Generally, very cool. And there's two usually on in Birmingham as well one in the spring, one in the autumn. Yes. But they're not to the same kind of size on. Not quite at that not scale. Quite, yeah, yeah. run by the same company, but not quite to the yeah levels of 130,000 people. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> so it is quite a big event to, to, to go down and have fun. And, yeah. you, and you said it was a little bit on the crowded side this year. It was, particularly the Saturday. They've changed slightly the layout of how it works. Mm-hmm. And there was a, actually another convention, not I think it was cosplay, but I think it was a medical convention of some kind yeah. on at the back of the, <laughs> the Excel Centre, yeah. who I think were all very confused about all the people in weird costumes walking around. But it did feel very close this year. Yeah. It, was, it was hot, to say the least. All right, so we're going to speak to a few people that you spoke to there mm-hmm. in The Power of Time Travel. 
for yep. a recording thing. <laughs> so uh, first, we're going to speak to Emmeting is awesome, and you're a big fan of Emmeting is awesome. I am. I love them. James is one of my very favourite cosplayers around. Um, yeah. Anybody who listened into our Birmingham Comics Festival coverage will already be familiar with James. He, yeah. His cosplay that he's mostly known for is the Lego Emmet from the Lego movie. Hence, Emmeting is awesome. Which guy uh, was a big fan of at the Birmingham. Awesome. <clears throat> that guy's an absolute hero. He is a hero. He's one. He's one of the most dedicated cosplayers I know, and that he yeah. won't take any of the bits of costume off if any kids can see him because he doesn't yeah. want to ruin the illusion he's very popular mm-hmm. um, he also has a fantastic youtube channel where he makes cosplay music videos and he does really cool stop motion animation with lego yeah definitely worth checking out so this is everything is awesome Oh, yeah, tell me about the filming you've been doing today. Okay, so uh, I have a YouTube channel, uh, Emmeting is Awesome, that you are more than familiar with. <laughs> I am indeed, yeah. <laughs> you've been in quite a few of my videos now. Uh, just regular guest star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I, unlike a lot of cosplayers, I'm not actually on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever you kids are into nowadays. <laughs> Um, I just like to go around asking various cosplayers if I can get video shots of their cosplay and then I'll just um, put some music to it. Um, uh, I have a habit of using copyrighted music, which I probably should get out of, but um, a friend of mine who I work with has very kindly uh, suggested that I use one of his songs for his video, so I'm looking forward to oh, editing cool. the video um, to, me- to his music. What is it that you like about YouTube as a platform for cosplay? I, I like to, you know, allow the characters to you know actually get into character you know it's one thing to look at a picture yeah, of a character it but more to see that character than a still be, image. yeah to see that yeah. character actually be that character is another thing yeah like seeing a Baymax just walking around <laughs> yeah you definitely get something else from it is yeah. there any particular shots you got this weekend that you're really excited about anybody you've worked with it was extra cool probably one of my favorites that I've seen this weekend so far is Captain Falcon from the F-Zero games or awesome um, he, he was really getting into character. Even when I was asking him if he could be in my video, he was still answering with yes in his, <laughs> his Captain Falcon voice. He went super, super in character. And he, and he quoted awesome. pretty much all of his catchphrases. Show me your moves. <laughs> Come on. Welcome. Oh, that is very, very cool. Yeah, that's definitely going in the video. Fantastic. If you want to see all your awesome videos, remind us again the name of your YouTube channel. Okay, so it's Emmeting is Awesome, uh, a pun on the song Everything is Awesome from the Lego Movie. If you haven't seen the Lego Movie. Uh, in fact, as any of you who uh, looked at any of our uh, coverage of Baby Comments Festival will have seen James. James is the wonderful Lego Emmett, um, so you've probably seen him around. So definitely go check out the, the YouTube channel. James, thank you very much. You're very welcome, George. <laughs> couldn't cover MCM London without talking to my very favourite cosplay photographer, <laughs> Sandy Smith Photography. How are you? I'm good, yeah. Tell me how far you travel today, because I know I it's away. I travel roughly 700 miles. 700 miles is a long way for a convention. What, yeah. Why do you do 700 miles for MCM London? I enjoy MCM London. It is one of the biggest clubs I have. It's one of the biggest chances I get to network with cosplayers. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest chance I have to build a repertoire, build my reputation, and also interact with new clients, new businesses, meet game makers, cosplayers face-to-face, and you know, work off that. Plus, it's a great we have built a portfolio the cosplayers I've become comfortable with over the years and some new fantastic so you do other kinds of photography as well I do <laughs> what is it that you like about working with cosplayers in particular it's an interesting market to work with it's you have to be versatile you have to be able to think on your feet you have to adapt to what they want and you have to also be willing to work with people who can be quite stubborn <laughs> who can they can want you to edit out their own problems like a, a, a problem with the costume a problem with how they look you know I've had requests like can you make me look thinner yeah and it's just you know you get it you have to think of ways to be 
able to show that character but show that person at the same time mm-hmm. without insulting them. Yes, absolutely. Do you have any cosplayers you particularly enjoy working with? Yourself. <laughs> I didn't ask for that question to make him say that, I promise. Yeah, yeah I'll take the pain <laughs> later. <laughs> uh, well, there's yourself, there's Tiny Tigress cosplay that I work with a lot back home, yep. there's the Barbara cosplay that I work with quite closely, there's Ace and Armour, there's quite a few of my repertoires <laughs> so. yeah, Does it help having an existing relationship with a cosplayer? It does it helps us become quite comfortable with each other it helps us have certain poses that we're willing to do, it helps us interact with each other in a way that a lot of professional situations won't, people mm. would find some things quite offensive and quite racy but you, yourself, you and I have a joke about it Yes. You know, we have a laugh about it and we know that at the end of the day it is for the character it is for the fact, yeah. therefore we build it that way Fantastic, awesome, thank you very much. Is there anybody you're particularly looking forward to this weekend, other than myself, obviously, that you haven't worked with yet? Um, anybody new and exciting weekend. you're shooting? <laughs> I shot quite a lot of new people today. I quite enjoyed working with quite a lot of them. I can't remember their cosplay page names because I wouldn't give them up front. <laughs> no worries. But I'm working with, I think, Rachel King. I'm working with her on Sunday. And Evie Cosplay, I'm working with her on Sunday as well. So oh, exciting. She's, she's really cool, yeah. She's a returning customer, so... Fantastic. If we want to see your beautiful, beautiful photographs, where can we find them online? Um, if you Facebook search Sandy Smith Photography, mine is the orange bordered white text logo. If you want my website, it's sandysmithphotography.myportfolio.com. Fantastic. Definitely go and check those out. They're awesome. Thanks very much, Sandy. Cheers, thank you. And that was Sandy Smith Photography. Big fan of yours, I think, George. <laughs> yeah, Sandy and I have come to be good friends. Uh, he's a photographer that I work with pretty regularly as a, as a cosplayer. Most of the photos on my page are taken by Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> so what what about cosplay photography is such a big business now? I think because partly it's so you can get a better idea of how the companies work. I mean, partly as for me, I like to see how things look actually photographed. It's very difficult to kind of get a sense of whether a costume has worked or not when you're working on it yourself because you spend so long staring at them and then you don't know anymore. You can't tell. <laughs> and I think too, because cosplay is becoming such a, a big thing now and it's yeah. becoming gradually more mainstream, if you can't attend the conventions, you can still check out the amazing costumes just by looking at other people's photographs. There's always great coverage of these events now and it's start, yeah, starting to trickle into mainstream media. We are getting mm-hmm. coverage from the bigger newspapers now because people want to look at the cosplay. Yes. I mean, some of your pictures are absolutely amazing. I mean, you, you threw up uh, one this week which was Rogue flying away, I think. Yeah, the amazing Gak photography who yes. uh, uh, I actually that's the first time I'd worked with him was that weekend. He did a very clever editing to make it look like I was actually in flight, which is mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. <laughs> right, so I'm just going to talk to another one of your cosplay friends now. This is Thea Barbara. Thea Barbara cosplay, yep. Yes. Hey, the Barbara Cosplay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Tell me, how far did you travel for MCM? Not far, like about two hours out. I'm in Clacton, so... Not too bad. Jump reasonably on. a local girl, then. Reasonably. <laughs> but I don't know London that well, so... Uh, what makes MCM London worth it for you as a cosplayer? Why it's, do you like it? It's the closest to me, and it's the busiest. And you yeah. get much more celebrities, and I think people here up up their game for cosplay like London Super it's okay but it's a two day event here all three days are full days so you get to cosplay all day and meet awesome people <laughs> is that the highlight for you is meeting other cosplayers yeah awesome. I suffer from anxiety sometimes I don't always say hi to people but I just like seeing the costumes and I yeah. do ask the pictures sometimes <laughs> I think as, as a cosplayer myself I think definitely there is that community vibe and that you can go and speak yeah. to people because they're in a costume that you like There's, it's kind of it creates yeah. an equalness definitely yeah a few I think it was last year this random girl come up to me she says I follow you on Instagram I want a picture so you've got a picture 
<laughs> made your day. Um, made, made my day, made her day. Fantastic. And she still follows me now and talks to me, so it's like, awesome. mixed friendships, like people from different parts of the UK and abroad come to MCM. Fantastic. Cool. <laughs> and your signature cosplay is, of course, Harley Quinn. Yes, I have done Kylo Ren, but I've done that at London Super and it was too hot. Like, <laughs> anyone who does anything in masks or fairies or anything. Yeah, serious that, respect. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't do it myself, but it's too hot. It's too Fantastic. Hot. Cool. And if we want to see more of your cosplay online, where can we find you? You can find me at the Barbara Cosplay on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and Tumblr. And Tumblr. Awesome. And Tumblr. <laughs> cool. Thank you very much. Yes, okay, thank you. I'm here with Nick Marshall from CBCS UK. You have something of a reputation of being able to find things that nobody knows that knew they needed and then cannot possibly live without after you've thrown them. <laughs> uh, Am I right? Uh, well, apparently so, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm uh, part of uh, CBCS uh, UK. I'm one of the primary uh, signature witnesses. So um, when we have um, artists or writers in, I can verify the signatures and issue us with authenticity um, and also have them sent away and slapped by CBCS as well. So essentially the coolest job at Comic Con. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's cool. I enjoy it. It's, it has its perks. Fantastic. I'm guessing that means that you've been able to kind of make some people very happy this weekend. Is there anything particularly exciting you've been able to you know, find for people? Um, yeah, I've, um, I've done some stuff uh, with uh, Bob Layton, who is credited as basically rescuing one of Marvel's main characters in Iron Man. Um, so I've done a bit of um, signature witnessing with him this weekend, which was very cool. I imagine that's going to be really cool. Any personal favourites yourself? Anything that gets squirrelled immediately into the private collection? <laughs> um, funnily enough, Transformers. Oh. Um, I know a few of the artists for that, so I always get them signed and stuff. Um, and that stays in my personal collection. Um, and I have, um, I've got some of the only signed um, Unleash um, number ones by El Torres, which were done last weekend in Manchester. Very nice. <laughs> nice collection of Absolutely. There. It must be tempting to just kind of tuck everything away and never sell any of it. Um, <laughs> like, not mine. Yes, but me. you have to get around the fact that, <laughs> okay, um, yes, it's really nice, but would you like a £20 note instead? I know which one works. Wins. <laughs> That's fair enough. What is it about MCM London that you like in particular? What brings you here uh, as, as an exhibitor? Oh, MCM's awesome. It just, it, the vibrancy, the friendliness of the people. Um, I love coming down to London. I'm from Manchester. It's the whole big city. Um, and it's just, everyone's so friendly. And it's just, the, the atmosphere and the buzz is just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Fantastic. Uh, if people want to say goodbye to the contents of their wallets, can we find CBCS online anywhere? Yes, um, you certainly can. Um, CBCS. <laughs> Quick check of the business uh, cards. <laughs> yeah, CBS, Fantastic. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook on CBCS uh, UK. Fantastic. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And that was... Nick Marshall from CBCS. Yeah, um, yeah. Nick is a, is a bad man. He's one of those people, once he's worked out what your taste is, it's <laughs> terrible. You've wandered over to go and say hi, to yes. go and be friendly, and he's suddenly like, oh, I've got something for you. And then Peddling comic stuff books. just like comes out from under the table. It's, yeah. Yeah, is he a bit like rude. the merchant from Resident Evil 4? He kind of is. He might open. as well just yeah, open a trench buying? coat, like, <laughs> like want to buy a comic? Like, it's terrible. Yeah, don't be friends with Nick. It gets very expensive. What you just said was like chocked full of innuendo. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Comic cons can be quite an expensive experience if you're really into it. I mean, yeah, did you spend lots and lots of money? 
Uh, I was relatively restrained this time. I yeah. did come home with quite a lot of things from Nick, of course. He'd managed to find me some uh, some signed Wonder Woman comics. I'm Ooh. a massive Wonder Woman fangirl, and he'd uh, put a couple aside for me, signed by both David and Meredith Finch, which was very impressive. Very nice. Yes. On a pride of place in my collection. Yeah. You'll have to introduce him to Keith. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Keith would thank me for that, though. No, probably not. <laughs> Right, so you had a bit of a debrief at the end of the con yep. with the other half of Safe Harbor cosplay, David, mm-hmm. who was in last week. Yeah. And 76 cosplay, who's another yes, who one is, of... Yes, uh, who's Cyclops in our X-Men group. Cyclops in your X-Men group, so we're just going to have a quick chat with them. So post-con debrief, so I'm here with the other half of Safe Harbor cosplay, David. Hello. And Rowley of 76 cosplay. Hello. <laughs> that was an excellent Cyril Figgis impression, thank you for that. <laughs> I'm CM London, what was our overall impression? Busy. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Saturday was a lot busier than I'm used to seeing it. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was crowded. It was hot, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think my choice of uh, full tactical gear cosplay was probably not a good one. <laughs> no. Slightly unwise. <laughs> no, Gambit on the Sunday wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, because normally I'm dying in that thing. Okay, apart from being about a thousand degrees, other than that, show as a whole? Um, it was pretty good. It yeah. was uh, nice to see a lot more um, TV-related stalls there this year. Uh, we had yeah. uh, Preacher and Fear the Walking Dead, being one of my favourite TV shows at the moment. That was a very cool sound. Was that the one that had the stuff to test whether you could survive the zombie thing, or there was like a thing to walk across above some yeah, zombie the, hands? Yeah, um, the tightrope. Across some zombie hands and uh, the the walker in a dinghy that <laughs> didn't start moving until you paused for a photo with him. <laughs> and jumped out at you. I don't think we should have sent Nettie on for a photo with it. <laughs> oh, any particular highlights apart from apart from Fear the Walking Dead? What about you? The fact that they they got the more TV guests, I think, was quite nice as well. Because normally with MCM, they they'll get a couple, but it's not the bigger names. But this year they had Willa Holland, who plays Speedy in Arrow. They had. Uh, Elizabeth Henstridge and they had Nick Blood from Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, for um, me personally, people like yeah, yeah. Turner from being human, that was, that was yeah. always somebody who's exciting to see. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's it's the, fact, the fact that they've actually sort of thought about it and gone, okay, let's get some some bigger name guests than some of the, the previous ones that they've had, and I think that's worked in getting the crowds in. Definitely. What about the cosplay? Generally high standard this year, do we um, think? Well, there the were some of particular note. Uh, I did very much like the Emperor of Mankind from the one forty thousand universe. Yeah, Julieta Zawadiki, I think her name is. Oh, yeah. I'm afraid I didn't quite catch the name. I was just, I was just yeah. too busy drooling over the, not, the cosplay she... itself. It was very detailed, <laughs> yeah. very technically difficult build from what I yeah, can imagine. She, yeah. she, not, she normally wanders around in a like, massive alien queen from Aliens. Yeah, we've seen her around before. Yeah. What about you? Any real favourites, Dave? Probably, I mean, I always enjoy seeing, seeing James from Living Statue cosplay. Oh, yeah, his stuff is always amazing. I'm very yeah. sad that I missed seeing him in Harley Bat the yeah. brief time he was in it yeah, on, so uh, on Saturday it's... afternoon. I was really excited to see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his stuff is always really, really technically impressive, definitely. Yeah. Anything else that really stood out that was particularly awesome this year? Oh, kind of store-wise, no, 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 wise. Now you're asking me. Yeah. <laughs> really testing you. I mean, there, there, was, uh, there was quite impressive, uh, like a Romanized take on Batman. Yes, there were some really great alternatives this year. There was, there was a group of people doing Spartan, Spartan yes. Batman, Spartan Wonder Woman. And, yeah, and Spartan Robin, yeah, I think. Yeah, that was very cool. All that sort of um, stuff. Yeah, yeah, like I say, it's always nice to see a little bit of a spin. Yeah. And me, me getting recognised as Jedi Gambit was quite nice because I, I was <laughs> personal highlight the comedy. Yeah, I was, I was, I was a little <laughs> concerned that people wouldn't get the the Gambit part of it. 
Yes. Even though you know I had, had the uh, the robes in the in in gambit gambit colours and I had the cowl yeah. on, it was still that sort of is it going to be recognised? Is it not? But yeah. about five minutes after the con, just wandering through a queue and sort of, oh look, it's a Jedi gambit. It's like <laughs> yes. I take it then we are all already planning for MCM London in October. Um, in earnest, yes, yeah. definitely. Uh, which tends to involve sitting on uh, on the internet for about four hours having a look at things and <laughs> saying, oh, I'd really like to do that, but I really can't Get afford to. <laughs> Always the way. Cool, well, thank you very much both. Uh, You're welcome, thanks for having soon. us. Thank you. So that was your con debrief. Yeah. So, back again? Uh, yeah, back again. The next MCN London is October, but we've got MCN Birmingham before that in November. Have we? Yeah, Ooh, I can't remember one. the actual dates. So I should have checked before no, we came on. Because <laughs> they always do two every year. There's always a spring and awesome one in Birmingham yep. and London. I think they've got one in Telford as well now. Yeah, they do Midlands, um, Manchester as well. Have yeah. one. Uh, yeah, there's a few different MCs yeah, around the country now. Around the country, yeah. So there's always something going on in the world of geekiness, which we always shout about in our geeky goings on. Of course, thank you very much for that, George. Thank you for all the people that spoke to us down yeah. at MCM London. Thank you guys. Yes, and we'll be back soon. This is Nicole DeBoer from Deep Space Nine, and you're listening to Brum Radio. Alright, so we're launching a new feature this week, which Guy came up with actually, so it's all responsibility <laughs> lies on his shoulders. <laughs> it is why it's rubbish. So basically, we're ranting about why we hate certain things. Wow, sounds about right. Yes. So, which thing do you hate the most, Thing? Okay, I'm taking the first step on this. So, yeah. my, what, why is it rubbish? For me, it's not a thing, it's a person. Um, and again, I'm sorry if you do listen to the show and you do take any offence. But the thing I find rubbish is Mr. Saturday Night himself, Stephen Mulhern. <laughs> this man has emerged from kids' television and now is a prominent feature on Saturday Night TV. Yeah. I like Saturday Night TV, don't get me wrong, I like sitting around with a takeaway and watching whatever is on. But when this man appears on TV, it, it's just it's just too much. There's no element of humour. There's, it just it, 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 uh, he's just there. He's just there, and like he's he's went his way on down to that Saturday Night Takeaway, and he's like the loose link on it. And I just don't, I don't get Stephen Mulhern. I don't even with his magic. That, again, that's again that's I don't get that either. To me, Stephen Mulhern, I, I know. So, you know, we're going to put votes on Twitter for this. If Stephen Mulhern is not for you, please vote for him. <laughs> right, so that's guys' rant of the week. George, do you want to turn up? Yeah, okay. My whole brand is based around coffee. My blog, my cosplay name, my cosplay under the name Caramel Latte Kiss. I need to be caffeinated at all times. David will tell you, actually, I'm pretty much powered by coffee and gin. But for the last over a week, <laughs> the coffee machine at work has has been not working. I was supposed to be I was supposed to work uncaffeinated. What? There's a no start. instant coffee. But there is, but it's not the same. I can't make. It's just not as good. If there's like instant coffee that tastes a bit of dishwater, it's just no. I want the proper coffee machine back. I need it for productivity purposes. Isn't there a Starbucks on every corner? Just to know good when I'm in the office. Well, could you not get some gin? <laughs> Could you substitute? I think my boss might frown upon that. Where's the gin? Possibly. <laughs> I'm going to demand that now. Caffeinated gin. Caffeinated gin. If somebody could invent that, I would be really happy. God, but, Langley's, you, you've got a job to do. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, anybody else who is like me yeah. and cannot, yeah, you might as well not bother speaking to me in the morning until I've had a cup of coffee. Anybody else? Yeah, support the, the being uncaffeinated for my rubbish thing of the week. Right, so now it's my turn, and my personal pick is Arrow Season 4, which has taken one of my favourite shows and turned it into Tumblr fanfiction, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's 
taken Stephen Amell and made him a bit character in his own TV series. So now Oliver Queen seems to be the backstory for Felicity and Friends. <laughs> They've had the worst villain ever for a series, which is nothing against Neil McDonough, who was the actor playing Damien Dark, but somebody waggling his fingers to fight the Green Arrow. Really? Come on, guys. <laughs> really? Really? Just ah. Because we've had like Deathstroke in series two. We had Ra's al Ghul last season. Two of the best villains of all time, and then they bring out Damien Dark, who just shakes his hands around randomly and even the Green Arrow can't defeat him properly. I'll tell you who'd be a good villain with their magic. Stephen Mulhurst. <laughs> stop, stop trying to get in on my rant. It's my rant this week. I am the talent. So keep telling me. <laughs> anyway, so yes, the whole backstory about Felicity being in a wheelchair then being out of a wheelchair like it was... So she's mm, Oracle now? Yes. No, no. <laughs> she was in the chair for about three episodes. And it's like, oh, oh, get my, your own story. Yes, That's Batgirl's story. Like, really? And then like, all her ancillary family are now like main characters in the show and then they spoiler alert by the way killed off Black Canary who's like again the best ever sidekick in the Arrowverse completely I mean I do like Red Arrow I like Arsenal I like Speedy but Black Canary is the whole reason why Green Arrow and Black Canary was a massive pile of things and now it's just (laughs) and then bringing Barrowman back for a couple of episodes and have him do nothing doesn't need to don't do anything. Waste the baron. Just there so you can look at him. Yes. I feel the rage in the studio right now. Yes. <laughs> uh, I've got the vein pulsing on the side of my head just thinking back about how awful this series was. But that's mine. Now it's on to Sean. Hello. Um, my sort of rant or why is it rubbish this week is kind of the overall umbrella of reality TV shows, but then specifically this week, um, Love Island. <laughs> um, non entity Love Island. Non-entity lover. Are, are you well, not, not even calling it a celebrity are, are anymore? In, are they? Are you implying that we don't know who any of the so-called celebrities are? Right? <laughs> Is that? Well, I know there was a Miss GB who is no longer Miss GB. No, no, yeah, she's. They took the crane off her. Um, I don't know why. Well, I, well, the, I do. But I do. can we can we <laughs> talk about misbehaving? Misbehaving, yes. Yeah. yeah. Fun the, times on TV. It's in not an good. unladylike manner. <laughs> What's on that ITV two? Is it ITV two now? I, I don't know. It's probably been relegated to some. Three or four. It's probably on Dave at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Can I just ask Stephen Mulhern present it? <laughs> it seems like something he might get involved with. Yeah. Uh, Caroline Flack, something to do with it. Really? Yeah. That's Is Stephen strange. Mulhern a contestant on it again? I think he might get <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's, let, let's back away from that. Um, I, I just wanted to get everybody else's point of view on it, really, because I just I think, like, what is the point of these? They're not even reality shows. Everything's scripted and sort of preempted, and scenarios are created to get them, you know, feisty or wound up or whatever. What is the point? Really? The only time they're ever any good is when they point out they're not famous. I can't remember what cele- what series of Celebrity Big Brother it was, but they one of their challenges they had to explain why they were famous, and for some of them it was very difficult to do. <laughs> it was very amusing TV. They're famous because they're on Big Brother. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. It's like you you get famous from going on Big Brother, then you go on Love Island, then then you go on um, I'm I'm Celebrity, get me out of here. They're yeah. just <laughs> it's, 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 I don't know. I'm just, just losing my patience with it all now. It's a cycle of probably bad soaps in the daytime to reality TV. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they'll end up on Jeremy Khan at some point. But well, see, I'd love that if we could get all That's of the, the contestants from those shows on, um, you know, X on the Beach and all that. Get them on Jeremy Kyle. <laughs> Combine the two; it'd be brilliant. 
Right, so that was our Rants, Moans and Whinges feature this week. Or why it's rubbish for I feel God. relieved now. Breeze, breathe, the Stephen Mulhern hate has left, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Floated off into the breeze. I'll, go, I'll probably turn my TV back on tonight and he'll come back. He'll be there, he'll be there grinning yeah. at me. Right. Magic wand in his hand. Hi, I'm Mike Carey, uh, former writer on X-Men, Ultimate Fantastic Four, Lucifer, The Unwritten and Hellblazer. And you're listening to Geeky Brummy on Brum Radio. What the f*** is that? Yeah, so we've got a slightly different variety of pound shop cosplay this it's week. It's a remix. It's a remix. Remix. Yeah, so we're going to pop this on Periscope because Guy found something whilst looking to do pound shop cosplay. So we're live on Periscope now if you want to come and see us. Yeah, so it was my turn finally for pound shop cosplay. So I stumbled into Poundland. Pound shop. Other pound shops are available. <laughs> to, uh, to find items to dress up in. Um, I was struggling, I couldn't find something, so I thought I'd just pick up a couple of bottles of pop. Yeah. When I picked up pop, I came across an item which just blew my mind. I've never seen a piece of merchandise tied into a film which has no relation to the film whatsoever. And you can see this on our Periscope now, which so is about to, I have it here. <laughs> he, has, he has got it ready to reveal. So, the basically, the film in question that this item relates to yeah. is Captain America Civil War. Yes. So I'm gonna get these. I'm gonna I'm gonna whip it out, <laughs> George. I'm not. Gonna close your eyes. Oh, I'm gonna put something oh, in there's... your hands, oh. <laughs> which is gonna surprise you. This we apologise with the blonde pandas. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Ah. There you go. <laughs> Am I allowed to look? Yeah, I've got Rachel Wine's got it. What? 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 I'm slightly alarmed. What the hell? What the what? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> the item they're looking at is the Captain America Civil War. Recorder, and not not a recorder where you record your voice, as in a recorder. Like you went to primary, have a primary school. school, yeah. And what is what annoys Why? me more than anything else is all the stickers are off to one side. Why? Why does this exist? I don't. Yeah, I understand now, guy, why you had to buy this. You know, I it, it saw it and it quite literally baffled me. <laughs> I've never seen anything. So yeah. ridiculous, tied into a film. It's really strange. I mean, I, I'm oh. trying to think of what they could have possibly linked it with, but there, there is nothing. There is absolutely nothing that you can tie it in with. And there's some quality merchandise right here with this. Yeah, as you say, all the stickers are a bit wonky. <laughs> it, Brilliant. It's almost like they had a bunch of recorders and then just some leftover Captain America stickers, and they were like, "Well, what can we do this?" That's well, I know. Plastic on. Well, what gets me the most is they've actually injection molded this recorder to make sure it's got a space for a disc. So, <laughs> so they must have had a good planning meeting about this. Yeah. Could you imagine being in that planning meeting, right? So we have the Civil War license, gentlemen. What shall we use? What shall we do with it? <laughs> the, I this, know. Some guy just pulls out a recorder. Right? <laughs> and just plays a So yeah, this quite literally is the most remarkable piece of merchandise I've ever seen. And I felt I needed to share it with you guys. Yeah, it is incredibly strange. Yeah, I completely baffled. I don't really know what to make of this. Um, thank you though, guy. We'll yes. treasure it always. You can keep these. <laughs> yes. I bought them for you as gifts. Uh, I'm tempted to give them away, but I just want to keep it for the randomness of this item. Should we yeah. all try and play a little tune on our Captain America yes. recorders? Oh, uh, no, this is going to sound terrible. We apologise. Right, 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 yeah, yeah. That's really yeah. Captain America theme tune All me. I've just done is cover mine in lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> so if you do fancy buying one of these Captain America Civil War recorders, they're available in a pound shop somewhere. Right. Um, 
going by, give it to your kids, get them, get them playing musical instruments. That's what it's all about. Noisy presents. I, I always parents thought favorites. parents must have feared the day the recorder comes home more than any uh. other day. It, it was kind of like <laughs> that is the worst possible day for coming back to. Yeah. Thank you very much to George and all the attendees <laughs> at <laughs> Comic Con. That's spent time together. Thanks very much to Guy and Sean. Guy is now just. I'm taking that flute away from you and putting it into a place that you don't want it to be placed. If you carry it, and thanks very much to Sean as well for keeping us slightly in check. Well, I've tried. <laughs> Sorry, a, Sean. Yeah, it's been an epic fail. <laughs> <laughs> Remember thanks to vote on Twitter, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hello, welcome to the Echo Chamber where I store my comments on television of science fiction bent. Sli- slightly culty TV. No, that's just a different show. It's a bit like Gogglebox with just supernatural shows and me sitting there. You should do a live version of that. I'll periscope me watching these shows. I think we should do a mystery science theatre version. Oh, yeah. yeah. But anyway, finale week. Um, <laughs> finale week in the Echo Chamber. Important yes. to note the echoes. Hello, everyone. It is where I keep my echoey thoughts on science fiction TV. Oh, echo the dolphin, just echo. Oh, echo the dolphin. Now you're going to make me nostalgic for the Mega Drive. Anyway, yeah, so it is finale week, as you said. At least for two of the shows I'm going to be talking about. Firstly, a bit of TV news, though. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be recasting because they want a bigger presence for Poison Ivy in Gotham. So a casting call has gone out. No news on who yeah. uh, has got that yet. Uh, and another bit of casting news, uh, Supergirl has a Superman. Ooh, finally. Yeah, um, Tyler Hocklin, apologies for the pronunciation, because I said it differently uh, off air and Ryan's confused, but uh, Tyler Hocklin, uh, cast in Superman season two, he was Team Wolf apparently, I never watched that show. Yeah. But it was rumoured to be Tom Welling. It was yeah. rumoured to be Smallville Superman, which would have made Smallville canon in the Supergirl franchise, which would have been a whole different kettle of fish, especially if well, all the villains that we used there. You've got a Superman in there. Yeah, but Superman was seen in Supergirl this week, which yes. is a weird thing. A bit of CGI flying and then landed, and he was actually susceptible to myriad in some sort of hand wave tongue. Yeah. And we actually know that there can't be anything related to the film as well, so they're completely divorced. Well, that's coming up later in the in my talk mm. on Legends of Tomorrow, but yeah. there's probably a reason for that, and it's probably more real world than it is fictional. But yes. Um, yeah, so just to quickly talk about Supergirl, it was the sort of penultimate episode for Supergirl. Myriad is in effect. Yeah. The Kryptonians' evil plans are finally coming to fruition, but is, it will the Martian Manhunter be more key than Supergirl is the question. Well, he's escaped a lot of mm. what is he going to do? Is he? I don't know the, the terminology in the comics. Is Martian Manhunter actually more powerful than Superman and Supergirl? In certain elements, yes. In certain elements, they want to know, but he's, he's got the power of mind control and yes, some magical abilities with and shape shifting yeah and shape shifting yeah. also coming up later yes the Superman can't do anything about magic so that's no. like his biggest weakness is magic magic and crypt- crypt- <laughs> Magic. Let's keep magic away from this very realistic superpower based universe. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a step too far. Well, you've already got Constantine popping up in Arrow. That's true. His own unfortunately failed series. Yeah, I need to catch up with that. I've heard very good things it about it. It was a brilliant series if you can ignore the fact his accent goes all over the north. It was a bit spiked from Buffy yes. and Cockney accent versus Manchester United versus whatever. Yeah, was I think it was the migration from Leeds to Manchester and back. Kind of an odd one. I've heard worse. Yeah. But anyway, normally and superheroes it's uh, British people doing American accents well that's what happens in cult TV look at The Walking Dead and Captain Cold and all these British yeah. actors doing American the other way around yeah oh well 
But anyway, yes, back to Supergirl, an alternate episode. Yeah. Yeah, it hasn't stuck in my memory because Supergirl's a week, I'm always a week behind when we record these, so it's not really sticking. But I remember the plot, and seeing Superman is the only thing that really stands out. But I I do like Supergirl, and I think it's building to a rousing conclusion. I think now with the, uh, the final plans of the. Kryptonians, one of a better word, yes. her cousin, her uncle, and her, her identical, her mother's identical twin sister's husband, or whatever it was. Yeah, it's, it's. I think it, it's going to be interesting to see how this concludes with Supergirl and Jimmy Olsen as well. They've mixed it up quite a bit. The series. I mean, mm. you've had the DOE now under yeah. control of the girl, Jim Alex Tatum, that's Channing Tatum's wife. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, you love all the facts today. Yes, but so she's now in control, but she mm. seems to be more of a store channel. Ah, Supergirl. yes, yes. The good thing about Supergirl is it's more female-led, and I'm not getting into political thing, but superhero yes. just tends to be a male-dominated genre, yeah. and maybe it's just patronising that I like to see women in costumes running around, blah, 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 but it's also there's a, it's, it's clo- closest thing to new Buffy in that it's got a sense of humour and a strong female lead, so let's go with it. And CW Network has done quite a lot of the female roles. Yep. You've had Speedy in Arrow, yep. you've had Black Canary and White Canary, mm-hmm. um, even Hawk Girls around. Even Hawk Girl, mm. yeah, and even in Flash. Yeah. We've had a few. We've had female speedsters. Female they, speedsters. they seem to run so fast they burn themselves up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's been very much a good thing about female empowerment. I mean, you've got Cat. Oh, Cat Girl. Grant. Yes, Cat if, she's, if she survives the season two, but she is actually someone I thought. Oh, I, I never really interested as a sci fi science fiction yeah. cult fan in the non-science fiction element so Carver being Carver with Ally McBeal yes. Catco Industries I'm never really that interested in, but I actually have been won over by her performance uh, she's uh, very sassy but she, 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 she pulls it up she's probably had the most character growth yeah yeah, that's a fair comment I, I think just, she's had the most character growth out of any I was hoping that she does, she does find out about Supergirl being Carver yeah. uh, Carver being Supergirl so yeah well I'm sure she probably already knows and she's well, pretending yeah there was a hint of that to the Flash weren't there yeah. when as soon as Barry came and said uh, hi I'm Barry like, you're the, he's the Flash, isn't he? Yeah. Like, yeah, I can tell these special people hiding in my midst, so maybe, maybe she yeah. does know. But I that, think that would she be must the... know by now. Yeah. If she didn't know, she would be a very good investigator. Well, yeah. maybe that is the joke, yeah. but uh, that could just be the joke. Yeah, true. Everyone has a blind spot. I think she said that once as well. But oh well. But yeah, no, I do, I do enjoy it. I'm looking forward to its conclusion, but yeah. it's not really the fo- even we've talked quite a while. Um, yeah. The focus of this week because it is finale for finale time for. Gotham and Legends, of and Legends of Tomorrow. Let's talk Legends, Legends first. first. Yeah, because I, I watched it. It's the most recent thing I watched, and I wasn't that enthused. There was good well, elements. Was it more of a, uh, a sad trombone rather than a big? Well, it's, it's the same with Gotham. In Gotham's had too much going on, but in a good way. And Legends of Tomorrow had too much going on, and it never really did anything justice. They brought them back to 2016. Let's talk. Start from the start. They brought yeah. them back to 2016. Just so really that White Canary could find out, update herself with the events of season four of Arrow. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Black, Canary. Black Canary's dead. So her dad came in for a crossover and told her. And then there was a bit of time where she wanted to go back in time and we a bit like Clara, yeah, yeah, and change things, which we've all, every time travel, but mainly Doctor Who does at some point. And the main reason, they didn't seem to be, they seemed to be stuck in the corner in that the main reason they couldn't change the death is that despite having an all-powerful time ship and, and surely not a fixed point in time, whatever their ver- version of it is. The main reason they can change it is it's not their show and it was already yeah. written in Arrow and it didn't seem to come up with a good explanation of why. Yeah. And this sort of hand me from Doctor Who said, like... And I'll be talking more about Arrows. You're going to be angry about something. I, I may be slightly angry. Something grinds your gears. and that, yes. that, That's what you get, Arrow, for expressing yourself creatively. Yeah. Um, how dare you? People get, make people angry. 
Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I never really followed Arrow. I've really only got into it for The Flash and then Legends of Tomorrow for whatever reason. But but saying that, the way The Flash ended last week, mm-hmm. it could be a resetting of everybody. Well, that's, that is the big reset button. But again, if Flash is allowed to completely reset the whole universe, then yeah. will Legends of Tomorrow be allowed to undo a death from Arrow and just have it in her series? Speed falls. Yeah, it's just the answer to everything. A wizard did it. Um, yeah, so it was. It was, but there was good elements. I like. I mean, I do find the Vandal Savage plot quite cheesy and the actor quite cheesy, but it, it's over now. So it just never went anywhere. No. This was the thing that annoyed me more than anything else. It was oh, Vandal Savage popped up. Yeah. Always defeat them. Mm. All they're going to go away and regroup. I was every episode much more interested in the time agents and their business and yeah. and Rip dealing with them and then of the characters I'm really an incident Firestorm and the Atom yeah I mean when you got one of the best villains in the DC universe Vandal Savage mm. supposed to be the first villain is Seth uh, the Egyptian prince a separate villain they just merged it yes <laughs> well done but that, was, that was confusing yeah, Vandal Savage is supposed to be a mortal yeah. villain basically yeah. he's supposed to be one of the first villains yeah. a little bit like a pocket in the series yeah. not a mutant but just like, um, it just feels like completely it just felt like they maybe should have spent again maybe they it was a short season so maybe they did plan for this but the bit with uh, White Canary trying to undo time yeah. could have been a whole episode the bit with um, that could have been a contrasted with um, Firefly trying to get back to um, save Captain Cold I suppose uh, Firestorm Firestorm both parts and trying to return back to normal life yeah all three yes, parts that was, that was a weird five minutes and then immediately they were back at the wave rider or trying to summon the wave rider so it was like it was a waste of time when you had everything but then the three time periods was a good idea yeah. and then they just rushed through it and then they killed him and the weird thing about it was Hawkman, Hawkgirl after all this whole season of them saying they're the only ones that could kill Vandal Savage then they came up with some techno, techno babble that meant the only two people that didn't kill a version of Vandal Savage was Hawkman and Hawkgirl yeah. Rip, I mean it was edited on Sky so I'm not even sure I've not seen the uncut version, but what it looked yeah. like to me is Rip shot him and then electrocuted him in the present, yeah. and Firefly uh, torched him in the past yeah. with the atom, and in the f- uh, White Canary killed him once, did he? Or was it? I can't remember who else did. I can't even remember. Yeah, there was, it, it just it convoluted. Mm. But I did like the three time periods. I thought that was a good yeah. idea. And then after all this season, everything they built up. Hawkman and Hawker were the only two in the team that didn't kill a version of Vandal Savage, and it felt weird. Firestorm got one, and... And the whole thing about it being a time travel show, it's yeah. kind of like, it's not been the best representation no. of time travel. Either. I know, no, it's, it, it was, it's just, I think there's too much in this show. Yeah. It can be about three separate shows. It should just be a time travel show and not give the immortal bit or the oh, Hawkgirl girl. I think mythology. they thought this is going to be a really cool idea, we'll well, it's like a small amount of budget. And it's, then yeah, kind of, it's like DC thought, we've got a lot of this stuff we're not doing yeah. we've got Hawkman and Hawker we've got Vandal Savage we've got Seth I guess and we've got the Time Hunters yeah. Time Agents Rip Hunter and they just put them all into one show I mean Rip Hunter could have been his own show yeah like, Hawkman and Hawkgirl could have easily been their own TV series I don't know I, maybe yeah I suppose so but I think Firestorm could and then obviously Captain Cold could have been like a Suicide Squad Captain yeah. Cold and Firestorm could have, Firefly could have been a Suicide Squad so villains yeah. are they heroes or and villains people in there with fire as the start yeah. doesn't really help situation no. yeah, he's kind of, he won me over I like fire yeah. I thought he was a bit he one, was brilliant as Kronos yes I, really I thought enjoyed the bit I thought he was one note at the start but he was really and even Captain Cold as well yeah. the, just focus on the good things though they didn't undo the death Captain Cold is dead yeah. sorry for spoilers I thought he would be undone I yeah. didn't is he well, not coming back let, then? let's look at season 2 well it, I don't think renewed, I, I think he's they bring it back 
know they bring in prison break. Exactly, he's in prison break now. I think he's in prison break now. So he's fine. Yeah, true. Maybe they'll just alternate and they'll have one week in prison break and then they'll swap. It'll be like the Doctor Light episodes. With an ensemble cast, you can always bring different people in. Less ensemble because we've also lost Hawkman and Hawkgirl. They've just flown off. Yeah, but you can always bring them back or you can bring other people in. I think I remember reading that Captain Cold will be tied. He signed something with DC, but not yeah. to any individual series. So no. he may turn up in the Flash. He may yeah. turn up in. The, I don't think. Would they use him in Arrow? Well, he started off in the Flash. He was. Yeah, but anyway, he is actually dead. So if we see him again, it'll be before that. But well, again, as we said, Flash might reset. Well, that is true. But it's going to be like Doctor Who, isn't it? When the, yes. the River didn't kiss him, or River didn't marry him, or he didn't die on Lake yeah. Silencio, and every, well, all of time periods happened well, at once. Depends if his prime. Always be in three or four or five. <laughs> that is true too. But the very end of the cliffhanger was interesting. Uh, it was a bit of Bill and Ted ending when his future, the future wave rider came back and they warned them not to get in there and like they would come back to that point and circle around maybe. Bill and Ted when like they're standing there in the future, Bill and Ted turn up in the ex- yeah. excellent adventure. But yeah, it did feel a little bit like that. Someone, I forgot the name of the character, turned up and said he's from the Justice Society of America. Yeah, well, they're not allowed to use Justice League. Like I say, this is very key, because Justice Society was always separate to Justice League. You know, the Justice Society was like the B-list mm. of the Justice League. So that will keep me hooked for next season, even though I wasn't a massive fan, having a bit negative about um it, it was campy for the staff with yeah. I think they tried there were to elements get, I liked and yeah. elements I didn't and, and I tried to get too serious I mean the thing with Vandal Savage was he played it as very much a very campy bit <laughs> yeah. and it was yeah. it was pretty much him moustache twirling every yeah. moment he was on screen which was great yeah. but when the series veered into that also, serious I've been adventure. I've been disappointed in poor old um, Arthur Darville's acting I'm afraid I thought he was better oh, than Rory from Doctor Who. Rory pretending to be Captain Mal from Firefly. Rory pretending to be Captain Jack, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah, I, I thought he's well, he a more Captain than... Mal's jacket, and then <laughs> yeah, and then stole the heart of the TARDIS. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, he, he, I didn't. I thought he was better than that, but oh, well, yeah, we'll I mean, well, you may Arthur, improve. if you're listening. <laughs> Yes, I, mean, no, I don't want to be negative. Honestly, I, I only watch this to be passionate and, and positive, so I don't want to be too negative. It, just... it, it was a bit. It was. I think it was originally intended to be campy film. And I think Violet pushed it they, on the campy film, and I think yeah. the writers directed it more to that. There were some episodes that were better. Yeah, there were some yeah. episodes that were just better than. And the campy fun episodes were the fun parts. Yeah, of the show. but I mean, I mean like the Wild West episode. And what is Firestorm doing? With trans- is that a p- power that Firestorm has in the comics? I don't know. What, Transmogrification. He just touches things and turns it into something else. Uh, I don't understand that. I don't think you did in the comics. Fascinating. It looks like it's going in a new direction in season two anyway, and I think that's why they abandoned... Now Vandal Savage has if, gone, they've, they've sent the Hawks flying off as well. Yes. So if they go back to campy fun, I'll be yeah. much happier yeah. in season two. We'll see. We'll give it was supposed to be the lighter end. Same with Supergirl, they're supposed yeah. to be the two lighter shows. Based on any growing up watching Star Trek, nothing gets yes. good till season three anyway. <laughs> so just wait till season yeah. three and it'll be good. Well, has to grow a proper beard. Oh, God. <laughs> just don't bother. Anyway, yes, so yes. Gotham. Gotham. Um, Gotham was amazing. I have to say I don't know if you're agreeing with me but look on your face <laughs> again it, it's the show that I've had least investment with no, okay. mainly due to the fact but that season one really annoyed me that's the thing the season two they've been embracing the campy fun yes. they've been less serious season um, one it was 
build as pretty much a hardball yeah. noir detective show. Yeah, it was more Dark Knight and it trying to be Dark Knight and yeah. series one, but and just series two has more elements of Adam West. Yes, and it's been so much, especially in the second half. As soon as the Penguin showed up with a rocket launcher, this is yeah. this is amazing. They've not really known what to do with the Penguin this year because he's disappeared for episodes on end. Uh, I think it was kind of because he was such the main focus of mm. series one. Yeah, and now they're trying to bring through the Riddler with Edward yeah. Pinkman. They're trying to bring Catgirl back into it a bit more. Yeah, she Catwoman now. Well, there's a know. there's a whip out there she yeah. can find. Well, um, Poison Ivy will be. More of a yeah, major flagship villain, I think. We've got Mr. Freeze Turner, which is yeah. one of the most campy villains I've ever had. But that's the thing, there was so much going on with uh, Doctor Strange and, and Mr. Hugo's. Freeze, yeah, Firefly. Doctor Hugo Strange, not Doctor <laughs> Strange, just to keep the Marvel Universe. <laughs> yes, he didn't look like that big compliment. Yeah. Um, yeah, Doctor Hugo Strange, Firefly, uh, Cap- oh, I was going to say Captain Cold, that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's Captain, not Captain. Yeah. Mr. Freeze. Mr. Uh, but should it be Dr. Freeze really well, he has a PhD surely that would be upset me that's, Mr. Freeze that, that got frozen and it got shattered <laughs> <laughs> it got shattered when he got yeah. he can't keep doctorates in a very zero temperature yeah. um, keep your wife in a zero temperature um, <laughs> yeah uh, there was so, but there was so much going on and of course we had Clayface Jim Gordon which again yes. was just a delaying tactic that I wanted to see more of and is Clayface still around or didn't even notice what oh. happened to him he got slapped Clayface will return good and then there was the Fish Mooney thing, which again, I'm not massively a fan that she's back, but I, I really don't like Jada Pinkett Smith. I'm really? not another reason that yeah, I think she fits more than with this campy style in series yes, two. But they she, sort of fit the universe around. Yeah, one. she was she was mine as well, but I think she's going to fit better now. She's got a superpower, and it's going to be. I think watching the Penguin, we can't go back to can't go back to Square One and watch no. the Penguin be her lackey again. So somehow he's going to have to overcome her. And yeah. she may just be in it for one episode and get killed. We don't know yet. We're not yeah. assuming she's going to be the big bad. But no, and then fascinating freeze fame action with the escapees from Arkham. Mm-hmm. Who is in what? Apparently, some sort of killer croc at some point, and a, yeah. and a mad hat. And I definitely, definitely, definitely heard a manic laugh. Now, if that is the same man, well, or as someone else has been thrown a playing card into a. Well, they've had Dr. Harley Quinn's all the time. She's a joke. Well, that's a Harley Quinn thing is something I miss out on as only a movie and TV viewer. Yeah. So, well, so people don't know the backstory of Harley Quinn. She actually came from. Batman yes, I've, I've read about it, yeah. Yeah, so it was more of a character that's come from another mm. media into the comics, and she's probably one of the most famous, yeah. one of the Batman villains that's come out. Well, right. yeah, everyone likes her. But it's, she will explode. I don't think they can use her. I've had it because, because, suicide because of Suicide Squad. I think I've read They've this. had Dr. Harley Quinzel in the show, yeah. but I don't think they can use her as Harley No, okay, they can't. <laughs> What's the point? You've got the human, you can't. Yeah. You've got the non whatever. Did she get mutated by the same thing the Joker did in the comics? Uh, and, the original plot was she was Joker's psychiatrist. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. Instead of her yeah. trying to make the Joker sane, he infects he, her, yeah. He makes her insane. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that, that is going to be into that one. I didn't even think about that, but I definitely heard some manic laughter, so will the Joker yes. be back next year? Oh, it's going to be exciting. It, I suppose it depends on how much Warner Brothers are keeping the TV. And mm, the I think they are keeping them definitely. Now they've put Superman into the CW show, mm. it might be a case of they'll be a bit more free with Gotham and allow them to Maybe. have that. I, like the, I want it to be campy charm. And, and I still want to watch Barry Allen turn up in Gotham and want it. <laughs> that won't happen. <laughs> um, it would be awesome. There was more superpowers than I think. I, I yeah, think got, Earth fight. Gotham's more the realistic one with the flamethrowers instead of superpowers. But there's yeah. been like whatever... Whatever you know, now there's 
whatever Jada Pinkett Smith's character has. Yeah, I mean, she's got this kind of a superpower. It, I might rewatch it and see yeah. if it's. Yeah, I, I've seen it's, it is, it's more entertaining this year. It's, it's, it yeah. knows what it is. It's more charming. It's more camp. And it's yeah. more, more 60s Batman than trying to be the Dark Knight, which Series 1 was. And honestly, it was trying to be the Sopranos at Series 1. Yeah, so, it, it, it felt more like they were trying to do the mafioso yeah. thing. And it was more about the relationship between Jim Corden and his yeah. partner than it was yeah. actually about... But then they have, they have so. what they've done with this... Arkham Asylum, they have free reign now to bring back anyone yeah. because they can just say he was in a, he was in Arkham, he was programmed by Doctor Hugo Strange. Yeah. So obviously the Mad Hatter was had a, had Alice in Wonderland thrown into his cage. Mm-hmm. The Joker just have a playing card thrown in. Yeah. Who else have we got? Two well, two faces or yet is not in there, but um Yeah. You know, the, well, even the, the sand, there was a sand was a, a clock man, a sand man. I was yeah. watching the sixties one of there's weird villains. Um they're all weird from the comics obviously, but yeah. there's, there's the Sandman there's an Egyptian king, he could yeah. just have like Egyptian mythology thrown in. The other issue is the CWs use quite a few of the Batman villains, so you have mm. Rachel Gould and Arrow yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, you've had the TikTok man who you're referring to the box. Yes. He's a Batman villain who's been also, mm. the thing is, because Green Arrow and Batman and cross over quite a lot in the comics with what, their villains. Yeah, and what is the person that Luke Skywalker plays in Flash? Mark Hamill, the trickster. What's that? That's the same as a Subway Joker. Uh, kind of, but not. Yeah. Okay. It, it was more like a Riddler slash Joker hybrid <laughs> for Green Arrow. But he's mm, yeah. turned up yeah. Flash. Yeah. They should keep to their own universe, shouldn't they? No crossover. Oh, wait, they, they always cross over. Yeah. And actually, that was a really good nod back to the original. 90s Flash series mm. because Mark Hamill was the trickster in that. Yeah. And the dad was Dawson. Dawson from Dawson's Creek Father. Yeah. 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 Can't remember <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I thought what Gotham was amazing then, especially the cliffhanger. Where's that going to go with. Um, yeah, I mean, with, with are this, you getting annoyed that every show has to end on a cliffhanger? Not really. I, I'm kind of. I, I'm, never, I'm not surprised when it happens, but if it's a good one, it's a good one. I mean. But now we'll make well, this. it's more like it's not even a cliffhanger it's more like a statement of where yeah. Legend of Tomorrow you know they're saying okay we've had enough now of this borderline Egyptian mythology or whatever yeah. we're going in a different direction it's now Justice yeah. Society what superheroes are you going to get there's yeah. going to be more superheroes with yeah. Gotham it's we've got all the rogues out there yeah. we can bring in any rogue we want it's maybe Rogue of the Week we don't know they yeah. might have an overarching plot it's like resetting their universe, yes. and then we've got a. Uh, there's going to be something with this double Bruce Wayne. We don't know what that's about. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Flash is still the most. Yeah, the I Flash, you don't know what it could do. Yeah. I mean, they just press reset. They have, they have to just. Completely press yeah, reset. They just press reset, and it can. They and can it use anything. All of yeah, anyone, anyone. I don't. I, I think it will stick to the Flash. I don't, I don't think it's going to affect Superman. Well, if they did that, it say, might affect Arrow. It might affect Arrow, but if. Well, the time agents just stop it. The time agents may just stop it from happening. You never know. But mm. I think if they had license to, I mean, I don't know how much, how much they have a meeting at the yeah. start of the season to say how much we're going to cross over. But if they did do that, surely they could have had the actress on the Legends of Tomorrow from Arrow and yeah. say, like, well, actually, she could explain to. Yeah. They could actually well, undo they each have, other. They want to kill someone off for shot reasons yeah. or because the actress is leaving. Well, the other shows have, can't undo that just because it's not their canon. So yeah, and I mean they have had Black Canary come from Earth to yeah, yeah, Black for one episode. Yeah, there's always ways. So there's always ways. There's always the ways. And I do think I remembered that people like who may have left, you think has left. Captain Cold, I think he's just signed to CW. Yeah. Uh, he, sorry, he's just signed to DC, should yeah. I say? And he's going to turn he up. Will return on some. I think he'll turn up. Or... Yeah. It might be flashbacks. It might not be. But he's yeah. going to be like in, in either Legends of Tomorrow or The Flash. He could be in both. Um, yeah. He doesn't have to be tied to one series. No. Um, um, anyway, 
Let me just give me my ratings as finales. Yes. I see them then. Legends of Tomorrow, I'd say, I'd say, I'd say five and be generous because I like yeah. some elements, but not all. So, yeah. Middle of the road. Yeah. Yeah. But it has. I'm not negative as I sound about it. I'm still watching it. It's not. I'm not yeah. close to turning it off like I did with Arrow, surprisingly. Um, just too much on at some point. You know, Gotham. I think was at least a nine. Yeah. Strong. Yeah, I, I really like Gotham now. I don't, if it's got, hopefully it'll maintain this in series three. If it goes back into the direction of series one, then again I'll be disappointed more than most. The Flash, I think I rated only at seven. It was just too confusing. There was, again, there was good elements, but it too much technical about the time remnants. Bit really time remnants. It, it was, was a hard one to track. I mean, well, it was hard one to track, but it was also really badly signposted when Zoom at the start reminded him that he could do that. <laughs> oh yeah, he could do that. Wonder what he's reminded. Oh yeah. But the good bit was the original Flash. Yeah. Coming through from yeah. Earth 3. Yeah, it was Earth 3. Boss, Earth 3. And they brought it back again as Earth 3. Yeah. Flash. It is the multiverses. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so. Uh, but I think, yeah, I think my favourite finale this year was S.H.I.E.L.D. Powerful, exciting. And S.H.I.E.L.D. is getting a bad rap, apparently, but I thought the finale was really well done. I think it's because it's diverted so much from what it was in series one. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Three, and it is. It, it feels like this is just purely a build-up. Again, series, series three. Things only get good in series three. You have to give it time. But I think it is completely just a build-up mm. towards Inhumans. Inhuman yeah, movie. I like that. I like superpowers. I like Daisy. She can now yeah. fly like Iron Man. Why yeah. not? But um, it'd be interesting to see where that goes in series four. But yes. I think it, that's at least. What did I give? Nine out of ten. Was that what I gave Gotham? <laughs> at least ten. But no, that was my the best finale. It's, it's up there with uh, Gotham or the Flash. Um, yeah. Sorry, it's Gotham or Shield. I can't decide. But um, you know, Shield was really good. But it's been good. And um, thank you, Ryan. Uh, what a great season of cult TV we're enjoying. And we are lucky actually to have so many series on at once. So. Yeah. Let's just appreciate our... It's a high tide for Cork TV, I think. Yes. So let's just appreciate it, even though I'm mainly moaning. <laughs> well, it's good to have stuff to moan about. Yes, that's true. Yes, thank you very much. I get so excited about TV, I hear to moan. <laughs> see ya. I'll see you soon. Hello and welcome to this week's Geeky Brimmy Show. Hi, Keith. Hello. Hi, George. Hi. Hi, Dave. Hello. Hi, Guy. Howdy. And hi to our special guests, Stacey and Adam. Hello. Hello. Adam's hiding at the back of the studio <laughs> at the moment. Say hello. So we're all in this week, apart from Sean, who's run after Glastonbury. I think he's probably still recovering from last night's music. Probably. <laughs> yeah. So I think we're all still recovering yeah. from last night's music. Yeah. So hi, Sean, if you're listening in. And I somewhat think he's probably not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably not. Um, what is this? Well, you got a lot of guests on today, so I figured it's almost like a chat show, so have a bit of Parkinson today. Ah. Nice. So I'm, I'm probably not old enough to remember Parkinson properly. How oh, do you not remember Logan? Parkinson? <laughs> uh, I tend to be much younger than I am. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. But, uh, so anyway, it's going to be a completely action-packed show today. We've got two special guests in. We have Stacey from Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour Podcast. Hello. I'll get that correct. <laughs> yeah. And we have Adam Waddell, who was our first ever guest back in February. God, that was a few months back now. It was, it was. Yeah, and Adam uh, is part of his pop, which are based in Digbeth, just down the road from us. And we also have Guy, producer Guy, and regular co-presenters now, George and Keith, and returning special presenter, Dave. It's almost like you missed me. Almost like you missed you. It's that northern tone. It just, it just <laughs> relaxes everybody. You know, like at work, you have to have diversity. You're here for like the diversity <laughs> element. Talking northerner. Nice. You're listening to Geeky Brummy on Brum Radio. 
and we're just going about to welcome our first special guest of the day. Hello, Stacey. Hello. So Stacey Taylor runs the Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour podcast. Yeah, it's a bit of a palaver that name, and I found that when I'm tweeting it, I always write Stacey's Pop Culture Parkour, which is an entirely different thing. <laughs> that would be a very interesting <laughs> <laughs> version of parkour, though. Mm, yeah, you I could set it up like a Super Mario level. Okay, now I'm warming to the idea. <laughs> yes, mm. and you also do a secondary podcast as well, which is... Uh, it's a podcast in a half shell, because yes. I'm obsessed with the Ninja Turtles, like a grown-up. Mm. Yes, like all grown-ups should yeah. be obsessed with the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Adulting. Yes. I know how to do it really mm-hmm. well. So how long have you been podcasting for now? Uh, it'll be nine years in October, wow. which is bonkers. I used to do a show called Comic Racks, uh, yeah. which is a hilarious double on Tom Drive, because yeah. comic shelves, but also... <laughs> Boobs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we've slipped into double entendre territory already, already people. Um, <laughs> that was quick. Yeah. If there's anything I'm going to bring to this show, it's definitely going to be smut. <laughs> so sorry. Um, yeah, I do. Th- I used to do that with a friend of mine called Ease, who was also a lady. That's yes. why it was really funny. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, sort of branched off, started mm-hmm. waffling on my own. Yeah, and so you've been running your own podcast now since 2012. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah, so four years in now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doing pretty well. I mean, it's only monthly. Um, yeah. My old show used to be fortnightly because we used to share the editing. Yeah. I hate editing. I don't, oh, it's yeah. just the worst. Mm-hmm. So you've actually got a very special podcast coming up soon, I believe. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? I'm so scared. Um, I'm going to be doing a 24-hour live podcast for charity to raise money for Alzheimer's Society. Wow. Uh, because I'm a crazy person and yeah. um, apparently a glutton for punishment, um, <laughs> I did it two years ago and we raised like over a thousand pounds for Operation Smile. Uh, but I'm two years older now and I can't remember the last time I did an all nighter aside from that first podcast. So this will yeah. be a laugh. So m- many, many <laughs> gallons of caffeine on standby for that one. Yeah, I mean, I've learnt some lessons from the first one. Uh, for example, um, energy drinks will wreck yours bowels yeah so <laughs> like for literal days afterwards so they're yeah. a no-no this time yeah. so i'm gonna t- i'm gonna test out a pro plus this time perhaps other yeah. other things are available yes obviously I mean, just <laughs> usual coffee on an yeah. iv drip usually helps me get also through i'll probably be drinking this time so that could be um interesting yeah exactly <laughs> so what do you usually talk about on your podcast uh anything and everything really it's supposed to be pop culture so that encompasses mm. a lot anyway but I usually end up talking about food at least once or twice yeah uh, you know the aforementioned smut yeah um, oftentimes like people's underpants I don't know why we got into a really deep discussion once about day of the week underwear and whether it's acceptable to wear them on the wrong days um well <laughs> yeah. I think people uh, should tweet us in their thoughts on that yes. one at yeah. Geeky Brummy can you wear yeah, days of the week pants or socks on the wrong days yes or Alternatively, do you have set days of the week <laughs> underpants which are not labelled as days of the week underpants? <laughs> but yeah, so I, I do probably own about 16 pairs of socks with the day of the week written on the top, which I never wear in order. So that's my bit of first world anarchy there. Do you mix and match them as well? So you've got like a Saturday foot yes. and a Tuesday foot, like yeah. ah, anarchy. And wear that on a Wednesday just, <laughs> just to fight the system there. Love it. Love yeah. Rock and roll. <laughs> Right, so you've got some really special guests coming on to your podcast. I have, yes. Um, I mean, the first one is my co-host. I had a right... Well, I, I almost had a meltdown because uh, mm-hmm. the person who was supposed to be co-hosting, unfortunately, couldn't do it. Oh, um, but now I've managed to rope in Barry Nugent from the Geek Syndicate podcast, who wow. is uh, yeah. awesome and uh, much more professional than me, so it's probably going to yeah. go really well now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Keith's a big fan of the Geek Syndicate podcast, aren't you, Keith? Yeah, I regularly listen to those shows, and I've 
uh, had the pleasure of meeting both Barry and David at various mm. Comic Cons over the years, and I just happened to be listening to Stacey's guest yeah. slot on this week's um, podcast. Yeah. Barry so, had to cut a lot of that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We are on live radio. Just right. <laughs> uh, and so who are you raising money for this year? Uh, it'll be for Alzheimer's Society this year. Yeah. Um, I chose that charity because my great-nan passed away um, mm-hmm. just over a year ago. But yeah. we lost her a couple of years before to Alzheimer's. So we thought, that's a good one to... It's horrible. Yeah. And so it'd be nice to not have to deal with that in the future. Yeah, and it's definitely a very noble cause. I mean, I'm very impressed that you can talk for 24 hours. I struggle to talk one hour a week, as we heard at the very start. <laughs> 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 no, guys chucked it away in the corner there. Right, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, so if there's any geeky show which you've liked over the last few years, which one would you say is your favourite recently? I am wholeheartedly into Rick and Morty right now, like in an obsessive, mm-hmm. contemplative writing fanfiction about it kind of way. And Keith's jumping around in the studio yes. now. I think yes, Rick it, and Morty. Yeah. Uh, if nobody's ever watched Rick and Morty, it's behind the creative minds behind the community, the TV yeah. series that was... Cancelled, revived, cancelled, revived, put online, cancelled. <laughs> but it's one of the best shows ever if you do want it watch it. And it's got jokes running throughout the continuity. I think the the one of the jokes started on the first episode and finished on the last episode. It's got that great amount of depth of jokes in there. I mean, I'm a huge Community fan. Adam, are you, have you ever seen Community? Yeah, I love Community. It's yeah. And you've got some brilliant, brilliant actors in there that have come out and things. And also the dude that you probably remember from the National Lampoon's movies in the 80s. Do you think they're actually going to make the movie? I would be happy for them to make a movie. I'm not sure how it would work in a movie kind of scenario. But Rick and Morty should definitely have a movie. Rick and Morty should have everything. Yes. All the merch. Rick Rick and Morty should have a 24-hour rolling TV station that's just Rick and Morty all the time. Yes, but we don't have a plumber in the studio, just in case you're wondering. I almost (laughs) wore my plumber's pendant. I almost did. We almost had a plumber in the studio. How many people am I going to have to try and explain a plumber to? (laughs) 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 Because it looks well weird. So where can we find more information of you and where can we find you online? Uh, The best place to find me is on Twitter. Yes. Um, I'm at Stacey's Parlour. And that's Stacey with an E and Parlour with a U. Yeah. Because that gets stressful. Yes. Um, English be, spelling people. Yeah, yeah. I'll be tweeting basically like a two week meltdown from now. Oh, yeah, because yeah. it's happening in two weeks. Yes. I didn't mention that. Saturday, the 9th of July. Yes. Um, yeah, that's going to be like all I'm talking about for the next two weeks. Yeah. And probably crying mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and where can we find the podcast itself? You're on Podbean, I believe, which I am also yep. jumps into iTunes. So you can always find you on iTunes as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure if you do some digging, you'll find it yeah. in most places because it's not a popular name for a podcast. So. Yeah. Whereas Podcast in a Half Shell, there's already three of us. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I it first. Yes. And do you have your own website? Uh, no. No. <laughs> But you can I find you for tech. the Podpea server. <laughs> Hi, this is Aaron Gray from Buck Rogers in the 25th century, and you're listening to Brum Radio. And now we're going to be turning over to the world of Fizzpop and the world of Adam Woodall. Hello, Adam. Hi there. How's you been? I've been good, been good. It's been a few months now. It, it has. I was here on your first show. Yes, many, many moons ago. And that was when you was in the run-up to the Gadget Show live. Yeah, we were doing stuff with um, Backface, Tim, who's been on the show. Yes. Um lots of other interesting things we were doing for people around then so it was really busy yeah I mean there's a little 3D printed version of me somewhere on Twitter I'll retweet out that later so you can see what the geeky room looks like in real life yeah we were I was thinking of printing that out when you were missing last week so so you were in the studio in silent form (laughs) we should just print multiple copies and hide them around Birmingham 
we could do that. That, that we could do it. I, I, I can see a, I can a geeky s- Brummy hunt. <laughs> what makes you think people want a 3D version of you? Awesome. <laughs> what else? <laughs> well, a scavenger hunt. I, I think we could be. I think that. I, th- I think we should be for doing this. Oh, can we make all of us for that? That'd be awesome. I think yeah. this can be arranged. Ooh. Who's going to have the highest value, though? That's that's the question. Well, number one in the series, of course. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, number one usually has the most largest run, though, doesn't it? Oh, well, uh, we're, we're descending into the world of talking about. I don't know, I can see, I can see having a high price on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, what have you been up to at the world of Fizzbop? Um, so, we've, you know, because we've been doing some work for some other people, we've just, yes. we've just started investing in some new tools. Right. So, we've just been kitting out our, our new woodwork room. Right. Um, we had woodwork before, but we've yes. got new table saws, woodworking lathes, routers, yeah. lots of expensive tools that people can't yeah. generally afford to have at home. Yeah, because last time I was down there, you were midway through building a big panel saw, weren't you? Yeah, we're working on that still at the moment. Yeah. Um, but it's really nice at the moment because we've built up funds doing work for some of the companies yeah. um, that we've now got some money to spend on buying tools for the community for the people of Birmingham to Whee! use. Yes, which is always great fun. I mean, if nobody's heard about what FizzPop is and haven't listened to our first show, nor to you, uh, basically FizzPop is a garden shed of people's dreams. You, there's all the tools, all the things that you want to play with. It's designed for people who don't have space at home to have this kind of equipment. So you can come in, you can build cosplay outfits, which George is now squealing about in the office. Definitely, like, watching Dave's little face light up the more you were talking and listing the new tools yeah. you've got in, just planning all the props you can build. Yeah, yeah, we really want more cosplaying. There's, yeah. there's a good little community at the space already, but yeah. just about sharing ideas, doing different things, mixing yeah. things up. We, you know, if people want to come and talk about that, have yeah. a look around the space. They're more than welcome. We're open every Wednesday from seven o'clock. And you do lock picking, um, coding. I'm just trying to remember yeah. everything that you uh, do. 3D printing. We've got electronics, yeah. laser cutters. Mm-hmm. I think pretty much for anyone wanting to, to build anything, I think yeah. we've got most of the equipment you'd need. Yeah. If not, members and people involved in the community are usually quite happy to help people out with projects. Yeah. Um, so there's mm-hmm. a way you can get your projects done. But yeah. And have you got anything interesting coming up in the near future Ooh. which you're allowed to tell us what about? I'm allowed to tell you. Yeah. Well, we have um, a potential. There was going to be a potential um, funded project. Right. That there'll be a call out next Friday. I can't say much more than that, but I will. I'm sure next week you'll announce. Yes. Announce this and retweet for us. Oh, definitely, it'll be an aggie. Um, we well. definitely were, and we're working. We're working really hard to try and get the a YouTube channel off the ground. Right. Um, so we try and if anyone's got any ideas of things they want to see built, silly yeah. projects that you don't necessarily want to do yourself, drop us an email, tweet at us, send us your ideas because we're trying to build over the summer. Yeah. The first ten episodes of the. Of the, the uh, of the Fizzbop TV, yeah. which we'll probably put out September, October time. Cool. So, what kind of things are you got in the plans oh, at on the, the moment? moment um, so, we've got well, one because we're trying to get more Twitter followers, um, a Twitter, a, a Twitter like counter. Mm. So, it's a big display that shows how many Twitter ca- Twitter followers we have. Um, it's kind of upsetting when you lose followers, though. <laughs> yeah. like, Why is it going well, down? It's going down. Why? No, no. Um, <laughs> Lots of sort of silly builds. We've got yeah. some incredibly silly sort of yeah. very dangerous big Tesla coils and some Mythbusters type stuff that we're going to do. Yeah. Um, so if you wanted to be your own Rick from Rick and Morty, yeah. you could go down and basically build yourself a time machine or whatever. Well, whatever you. If whatever someone you wants want. to come down and build a time machine, I'm happy for them to do that. Yes. 
Is that no so they can get so out of paying the rent? So they can like build it and then come back to the store? Yeah, I think that might probably be bad for our business model. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but we do have a room full of junk, yeah. which I like to call the Johnny Five room, where yeah. I've, I've got a theory. If I lock someone in there for long enough, they will build a Johnny Five robot <laughs> from Short Circuit. Yeah. So, you know, if anyone wants to take that challenge, we'll put yeah. a camera in there and lock them in there for a week. Yeah, I mean, I think there's enough lightning strikes happening around Digbeth over the last few weeks, so you yeah. never know, you might get a bit of AI out of the back of it. Let's hope so, let's hope so. Yeah. So what other interesting, fun things you do? Because you also run Geek Up as well, don't you? Yeah, Geek Up, we haven't had a chance to do anything for a while. We're looking, you know, we've had a lot of people who want to start run events for us, and they've sort yeah. of fallen through. I think it takes a lot of confidence to yeah. actually run events and... Yeah. have the potential of sitting in a pub on your own when yes. no one turns up um, but hopefully over the summer we'll have time to do some stuff yeah. um, I think Fizzpop for me has taken priority a lot yeah. recently yeah. Um, there's a lot obviously we do a lot a lot of um, Fizzpop events go on Geek Up yeah. so like lock picking this Wednesday if anyone wants to come and learn, yeah. learn how to pick and you lots. always have a free Wednesday yeah. evening Wednesday night's free for everyone um, only rule is we don't really encourage people to use this with really dangerous tools because we have to do training and induction and things like that and that's because they're awesome and they have to pay to play with those yes exactly <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> but membership is if you're employed £25 a month so it's not it's not a massive not amount at all no it's not a massive amount I mean as, as we mentioned earlier the cosplay aspect would be really good for yeah, people. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for somebody like me, I, mean, I live in a one-bedroom shoebox with no garden, so yeah, there yeah. is nowhere to build cosplay props or anything like that. So, yeah, space like yeah. that is so important. And especially with the amount of cons that go on in Birmingham, yeah, and some of the really high standards, you do need some like kind of professional materials sometimes to get yeah. away with. And to be fair, I, as someone who like likes creating stuff, I think it's quite nice to have a community around you while you're working on projects. Mm-hmm. Sometimes to come along and go, why don't you just use use this over there it's much yeah. easier or you do you know or oh how about you got this idea want to put something yeah. in the costume um, you know we've had people make sort of wings for costumes and yeah. all sorts of interesting things at Fizzpop um, yeah. just in that sort of sector um, it's really cool when the photographs come through Yeah, um, we haven't had any for a while yeah. but it's just really cool like when Comic Con goes on like oh someone tweets oh I've made this costume at Fizzpop thanks for yeah. your help Fizzpop it's really, yeah. it's really great it's a nice gratifying experience to know that yeah. you've been involved at some stage in that process and where can we find you online so um, our website is fizzpop.org.uk yep um, Twitter's probably the best place. I think yeah. you, you guys have retweeted our yeah. handle. At FZZPOP. Yeah. So with no I. Yeah. Um, so follow us, get involved, and pop down on any Wednesday. Yeah. And where are you located in Digworth? So, people um, can so we're on Floodgate Street, yes. number 90. Just opposite the Custard Factory. Yes. Yeah. It's time to play Top Drums. Hello, everybody. It's Top Drums Drive again. <laughs> yes, it's a very bizarre segment which turns us all into children every week, usually. And cheaters. Turns us. <laughs> it's not cheating if a celebrity is younger. How nice was it when Ryan wasn't here and we actually played, <laughs> played a civilised game of Top Trump? It was lovely. No back in the cards in back pockets. And <laughs> <laughs> no drawings of cats. I'm allowed to cheat. I'm the presenter. You've got a reputation for yourself, mate. So that's where I went wrong. Yes. So this week we're going to be playing Star Wars Rebels cards. So if anybody hasn't ever played Star Wars Rebels before, Keith, give us an introduction to what it is. 
Star Wars Rebels, set between the prequel trilogies and New Hope, containing lots of great characters, appearances by Darth Vader, appearances by Ahsoka Tano, yeah. uh, Darth Maul's in there somewhere, it's on D- Disney, hate, uh, Disney, Disney XD, XD in the UK, in the UK yeah. you can pick it up on Blu-ray at uh, various stores across the UK, many stores are available. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, it's, on Netflix as well? Uh, on Netflix, it's a, br- it's a brilliant show, if you yeah. ever saw The Clone Wars, uh, it's kind of continuing that. Starts yeah. off a little bit kind of um, ropey, not quite sure where its feet is, tries to play yeah. the comedy up a bit too much. Yeah. Uh, by the time we get to season two, it's classic, pure Star Wars, fantastic. Anybody think you're a fan cave? <laughs> I've, I've seen it once or twice. <laughs> right, so you your round table. Guy, do you want to go first? Look, I don't know who any of these people are, so I'm going to go with Sabine Wren. Uh, Use of the Force, 55, it's probably not great. Right, George and Dave are sharing this week. Yeah, it's a safe harbour team. We're going to go with Kitwa, who seems to be some sort of mini Wookiee thing, um, whose use of the force is only 11, who knew oh. Wookiee is not so good at <laughs> the force. And that was using the official Lucasfilms ter- yes. uh, terms of Wookiee-type thing. <laughs> <laughs> For all of to be honest, type that's some of the better names than that George Lucas could come out with I sometimes. Think so. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, I'm not... I'm not uh, not cheating not at cheating. all. This, this card was handed to me by Ryan, but I'm going to play uh, Kanan Jarrus, uh, who is a um, kind of a apprentice, Je- uh, yeah, apprentice uh, <laughs> yeah. Jedi. I don't think he was ever a full Jedi, but his use yeah. of the Force is 88. Oh, impressive. Stacey? I'm going to preface my talk by saying two things. I've never played Top Trumps before, so I don't know what I'm doing. And uh, I'm not that big a Star Wars fan, don't hurt me. Um, so... R- 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 Hand play. over the geek credentials, go <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to play this guy whose name I can't pronounce. Um, Sicatro Vizaga? Question mark. Pretty close. Oh, that is quite a low use, unfortunately. Still more than the Wookiee. Yes. Adam? So I'm going to go with Agent Callus, and his use of the force is 89. Oh, 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 oh. Oh. Keith, you've been trumped yeah. there. You're not so smug now, are you? No, I'm not so smug. I I have Ezra Bridger, i.e. the main character in the show, and his use of force is only 75. He's only a Jedi in training. So, guess win that round. Guy, up to you to go again. Oh, I've got this really miserable looking man. He's got a really narrow face. He looks like a parking attendant more than anything, so you wouldn't want to see him putting a ticket on your card. Commandant... Aresco... Not Tesco, a <laughs> Other supermarkets are available. Uh, I'm going use of force again because this is a 70. Come on, you miserable parking attendant man. You've picked the only ca- category where we cannot do a thing. Um, I think. I shame that. I think go for the IGRM thug droids. Um, <laughs> yeah, unsurprisingly, force use zero. Yeah. <laughs> Keith, you're up. But, but first of all, I, I do hope somebody from Lucasfilm is out there listening because when they run out of uh, a Star Wars story categories, they do their Han Solo preview yeah. and they do Rogue One. I, I really want us to see Star Wars parking attendants. <laughs> sounds like a great. It film. could be. It could be a Netflix show. I'm kind of you know what happens when people pull hey, up in their the Corellian cruisers and what happens. Yeah. You know how do they park these things? The stormtroopers have to do something in their time off. It can't all just be blasting rebels. It's, it sounds like a great show. Um, I'm going to also go. I've got Chopper, who's the um, kind of R2D2 in the series, whose use of the force is zero. Oh. Stacey, hero? 
I assume I'm not allowed to use the same card since nobody's. No. Oh, Ryan does. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go with the, the one I can pronounce, which is the Inquisitor, who has a use of the force of 78. Ooh, impressive. Aww. Adam? <laughs> oh, this, this is tough. So I can't pronounce this one. Any ideas, anyone? Bulfuaro? That's it's another Wookiee thing. It's a Wookiee. It's a walking dog. No, but it looks like he's not. He's not very fluffy. He doesn't look friendly. Uh, he's the hipster Wookiee. Is he a real uh, creamed Wookiee? But unfortunately, he, <laughs> he's used to the force. He's only three. Oh, that's that's quite sad. Right, I'm going to go with another Taskmaster. And well, this one looks like a very butch parking attendant. Yeah, they look like their partners, maybe. Yeah, they could be, but it's Taskmaster Grint with sixty-five. It looks to me like guests have won. Though. Yeah, guests have definitely won this one. Congratulations, you're the first ever guest to win a game. Can you give us a speech? We have a speech <laughs> moment. <laughs> um, I just want to say, say thanks to Lucasfilm and all the people involved for coming up with the worst names ever for radio. Thanks. Adam, anything to say about your victorious... I mean, you've got the guests a point, finally. I know. I know. We're really the first to win. Well, technically... Because Ryan Keats, is that, is that why? Yes. <laughs> yes, that's why. Technically, a guest got a point before, but that's because they just we couldn't be bothered point. to play the game, so we just so kind of gave them a point out of niceness. Sympathy half point, So, yeah. does this mean Ryan likes us more than the other guests, or...? No, he, he just, he's got a bad hand, and he couldn't work his way out to cheat on it. <laughs> oh, okay, that would be why. That explains everything. I'm still happy with one. You're still bitter about Michael Douglas. That's all it is. Right, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Ryan just pulled out when we were sat in the reception area. Ryan pulled out a card saying the highest card wins, and I turned around and went, "So Michael Douglas would have won then." He went very quiet. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. <laughs> right, so we'll get that on the scoreboard, which my wife lovingly made, and I forgot to bring in like an idiot. So we'll get that back next week. Hey, everybody, John Barrowman here, and you are listening to Brum Radio. Thanks to all our special guests today, Stacey and Adam. Thanks to Dave, George, Keith, Guy. Bye. Thanks for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please consider joining our listener supporters. You can do this by clicking the support tab on our website or go direct to Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Brum Radio. Brum Radio shows are streamed online at the Brum Radio Mixcloud page, and you can find more podcasts at brumradio.com.